Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. To get right, right here on 105 through the fan, Reginald Atatula here with you alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Shout out to Chris Strong on the ones and twos, and thank you for rocking with us on this Thursday evening in the Metroplex. You can always get involved with the program by texting in to the truckwreck.com text line. That number is 877-881-1053. You can also hang out in uh, one of the virtual lounges that host our video. Search 105 through the fan on YouTube, and you can also check us out on twitch.tv slash Dallas Fan Cam, currently in the Metroplex, or actually not in the Metroplex, but in Metroplex Sports, your Dallas Stars are just began the second period. Games tied at one goal apiece. Tyler Sagan, your goal scorer for the Stars, will keep you up to date with what's happening there. Also, in-season tournament action happening, but uh, it is Thursday, which means it's Thursday night football on uh, Amazon Prime. And in that game, uh, tell me if you've heard of this, if you've heard this before, especially if you're a Bears fan. And apologies, apologies for the PTSD that I might invoke here. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky is the starting quarterback for the Steelers. He he overthrew one Allen Robinson, and that 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 uh throw was picked. So he's oh, throwing wow. an interception. I missed that when I was running to my car. <laughs> yeah, he threw an interception. He overthrew Allen Robinson, and now the you know with the short field, the Patriots were able to punch it in. So you are looking at a fourteen to three lead in favor of the Patriots, who seemed like they couldn't score for a solid month. Um, and all they needed, I guess, in their lives was a little bit of uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I'm pulling it up. I don't have it in front of me, but I am almost guaranteed that's the most the Patriots have scored in the last couple games. Let's see. They scored. Look, look that up for me while you do. zero. Okay. Last week, yeah, zero. Seven. Okay. Six. Uh-huh. And then 17. So in the last three weeks, they've scored more. What are we still in the first quarter or first half? Is it second? More in the first half. We just started the second quarter of this of this uh, Thursday night. And football. they've already outdone their point total. So the Patriots are back, baby. Best offensive team in the league. You heard it here first. Yeah. Uh, all they needed to go to was their backup. I guess Bailey Zappi was going to fix this. Um, and maybe maybe the Steelers fans have taken that into account as apparently at Acrisure Stadium, which is the home of the uh-huh. uh, of the Steelers. They have began chanting Mason Rudolph. Wow, which I I don't know what kind of sickness you got to be in, you know to have to for that to be uh, what you feel like is the best situation for yourself. However, uh, my my condolences and my thoughts and prayers are with all the uh, Steelers fans out there because apparently they're going through going through some stuff. Um, but it's a get right right here on 105 through the fan. We've been talking a lot about the college football playoff committee, but let's make ourselves the NFL playoff committee. Let's do it. Um, and obviously we just have to go with what we have right now as far as resumes per se. 
But let's figure out who our top four would be. Would you like to go to top six just to kind of uh, round this out? Yeah, we could do that. Four make the playoffs, six of the two outside looking in. Okay, so with that being the case, uh, let's let's set our, let's establish a rubric for ourselves. Let's do it. How about that? Okay, so like, do we want to make this kind of like college football playoff or like the best versions of what they say yeah. they are? Uh, let's go with the resume that we have right now. Consider, I guess, wins, losses, the caliber of the strength of schedule, I guess, that mm-hmm, we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Um, and do it that way. How does that feel? Yeah. So you want to go back and forth? Who's the who's the one? Who's the one? Uh yeah, let's 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 have the discussion. Who would you lean to as the number one team? Well, I think this is gonna be the one that we don't have to have much discussion about. San Francisco 49ers have been the best team in football. Played their best three games against the the Cowboys, yeah. Eagles, quality, Jags. Quality victories. Quality victories. <laughs> strength of schedule, strength of record, all of that, albeit. Style points. Style points. They they did it. I think that's the clear cut number one in football right now. I I mean, you're I think you're spot on there. It's that feels like the the team to beat in a way. Um, and then they've also gotten all the love, right? You talk about uh, I mean, we're not the Heisman committee here, mm-hmm. but you talk about like those type of moments and the Niners also have those. Um, yeah, it just feels like the Niners are probably in in pole position here, especially with the resume that they currently have. I mean, they have lost three games, though. Mm-hmm. We're doing the, we are doing the thing where we're just looking at uh, how they play and maybe we're falling into what the college football committee did. But it's they- been a lot of parody there. If I would say the a different team. But every team has had their struggles, and I feel like they've had the highest high point, which is why I would put them at number one. Okay. All right. Um, This is tough because now we're taking NFL sensibility and trying to fit it into a college football context because the the Eagles still have fewer fewer losses. Yes. And, I mean, we we don't have any undefeateds here, but, yeah. And also we don't have, like, the benefit of, like, division champion if we were going to utilize that. Yeah. Um, okay, so with that being the case, I think we feel comfortable with Niners at the top there. Mm-hmm. Um, then where do we want to go? Because now, this is a tough part. Are, are we going to two now? Yes, let's two, let's two let's, let's go ahead. And, a little bit of debate. Should we say tentatively? We'll go ahead and put the Niners at one. Yeah. And, you know, we'll circle back if anything feels a little bit different. Okay? Yeah. So Niners are our one seed in our uh, our college for our NFL football playoff uh, committee mm-hmm. rankings right mm-hmm. now. Um, gotcha. So if I had to go to two seed and I know some people may disagree, some people may agree. I'm interested. The way that you're setting this up, I think we might be in agreement. I'm going the Baltimore Ravens. I'm with you as well. Okay. Okay. I'm I think they've been well. the second best team in the league. Balance. And honestly, all of their losses have been close at the end. They had the one against the Steelers. Real bad loss to the Steelers though. Yes. <laughs> Real bad loss to the Very, Steelers. It was early in the season though. So, you know, maybe they're still finding their footing, AKA kind of a, I would, I would say Alabama to Texas lost, but they lost by double digits in their, in their home spot. And also like, I say real bad loss to Steelers. Uh, uh, and look, the Steelers also have like a good record, which mm-hmm. helps us out, even though we know that they're not a particularly actually good team. Yeah. They also had that loss to the Colts. Yeah. And Colts are a good team. The Colts, Colts are good. Eh, I don't know if I feel comfortable I, I, saying. I wouldn't say good they're, as they're in not like bad. elite, but yeah, they're they're yeah. they're above the mid. They're like right. They're like the best. They one might, of the best. They mid might teams. be the mid. <laughs> they, that might be them. But no, I hear you. And look, the thing about it, where I I completely agree with you. It's just I'm trying to be careful and make sure that I consider everything. Is um, they've looked dominant in all of those games. Mm-hmm. Just like they didn't close. And so how much do we want to value like the idea of closing and finishing out your games? Because I do think that they're like the second best team in the league. Yes. Um, And so like I would want to put them there. I'm just like, do do, do we need to go that deep into it where we're like, yeah, but they didn't close the football games. I mean, we could say that about a lot of teams. So I think as far as strength of schedule, teams they've beaten, Ravens falling at two. They They got a good quarterback. 
Yep. <laughs> the other factors. A good quarterback who's healthy. Yep. You know what's funny, though, right? We talk about this. A lot of people have had a lot of consternation about, like, Lamar Jackson as, oh, he's running quarterback, and how healthy is he going to be? Also, you look at the Miami Dolphins, Tua Tungvaluwa. He has concussion. Those are two of the healthy quarterbacks. They, they, they've in been this under year. the radar this year, as far as like they've gotten obviously a little bit of MVP talk, but they haven't been getting the the narrative last year of them being unhealthy and you know getting in injuries and Lamar with the running and Tua with the consistency. They just been doing their thing, and no one's really been you know. I, I'm gonna give them their props, but I, I I have the Ravens slotted in at number two. Okay, I'll and let we, you go first for number three. Um, this is tough because this is where we have to start having conversations about. Like, those two feel like the ones that we feel comfortable mm-hmm. about. This is where we have to have st- start having conversations. And from the 940, they put the Niners first, Ravens second. They put Dolphins third, Eagles fourth, Chiefs fifth, Cowboys sixth. I'm not sure I agree with that, but I feel like those are kind of the teams that are around there. Yeah, like, yeah, those who, are the teams. Who's, who's in the pot? Like, let's actually consider that because I feel yeah. like we didn't. Who do we consider in this place? Obviously, records-wise, the Dolphins are also in this place. The Eagles clearly have a good record yep. at ten and two. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cowboys have a record. At Lions are nine and three. Lions nine and three. And see, they're one of the ones where obviously we'll get to it. I just I think their their record, how they're actually playing football, isn't as impressive as their record shows. So I don't have them as a top four team. Good loss against the uh, the Seahawks. A good loss against the Ravens. How do we feel about the loss about against the Packers? Like those are actually probably better losses than the Steel, than the Ravens have yeah. at this point. But also the way that that defense is playing and losing on Thanksgiving, how they did, like it it was it was it was a little bit of an embarrassing one. Jared Goff four turnovers, like and that, the point differential is nowhere near right. The Ravens point differential is like one thirty seven, and the Lions is a forty one. Yeah, they 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 they've got some clutch factor and they've got some throwing it away factor. So Lions Lions fall. A little bit on that tier for me. So at this point, do you want? Does it feel like we it it be pushing the Eagles even further would be bad just because of like the record that we're looking at? Or yeah. are you considering more of just like the quality of? So play? and see, that's the funny thing. When it, I was gonna put the Eagles at three, mm-hmm. just because of record, and I and that's the one where I don't feel great about it. If I've watched their film, other than the Cowboys, that's been the team I've watched the most film of, and I just not too highly impressed. But I got to give it to them. They've won a bunch of ball games. Against some good teams, they found ways to win, and so I have to slot them into the number three just because I. You got to respect it's still the National Football League, and they might not be playing the way I want them to play or the prettiest way, but they're getting W's on the win column, and I got to value that at some point. So I'm putting them at three. Fair enough. I did say the Lions had a good loss against the Ravens. They did get you know mollywopped in that game, yeah. but I just like considering the the, the schedule, like yeah. the strength schedule. Um, Yes, the Ravens' defense is at its best since, uh, like, Ray Lewis stopped playing. It, it, it is a crazy good defense. Roquan, the offense that boy the is underrated. That's a, it's such a good rate. In fact, are you trying to say, 940, that we put the Ravens too low? Are they supposed to be the one seed? Is that what you're trying to say? Um, okay, so I think that we're going to go ahead and slot the Eagles at three, right, yep. is what we're looking at. And, and this Sunday, it'll prove everything. This Sunday, will prove Eagles or Cowboys at three. I, th- I think that's, to me, that's the debate, personally. I, I have the Cowboys right on that i almost want to circle back and do this at the end of the season yeah uh because this is actually more fun than i anticipated because now i'm in this place where i'm like who do you put it for and i look we've i mean i i lean towards the cowboys the way i mean the defense especially how they've been playing recent quarterback you have to you have to value that maybe has the best quarterback in the league right now just how they're playing football like you, you have to factor all that in Obviously, the next couple games will answer this question when they play their hardest but we schedule. Have to like but we haven't gotten there yet. But we have to pretend like it's right now. And yeah. actually, if you want to do the right now, right, like the play has been really good. You have the 9-3 and three record. 
Um, you've got the losses, which, again, like, not terrible. Well, I mean, the Niners was a terrible loss. And then I guess the Cardinals, you don't look – the Cardinals have been scrappy since, though, right? Yes. If you talk about, like, the ways in which teams, college football teams, will lose a game and then kind of hope that that team plays well so it makes the loss look better. Mm-hmm. The Cardinals have kind of tried to do that for you. Mm-hmm. Um, as where are the Cardinals now? Because they were they were 1-2 and two at that point, and they are now 3-10. and 10. So, like – they actually haven't gone and gotten wins. The Cardinals haven't, but like they've played better. So like I don't know. The strength of schedule is the tough part. But, for the but see, then I I don't even factor the Cardinals game that much because if we're doing that, the Eagles lost to the Jets with Zach Wilson. Yeah, that is true, and that was ugly. And that was ugly. So uh, and, and that's when we got in the three. So now we see the committee's better. problem. We're like, well, we have them in the three, so are we going to count their bad loss and also count <laughs> another team's bad loss? It's just what what do you factor more? Bad losses, good wins, strength of schedule all together. And with all that culminating, I don't feel great about it, but Eagles at three, and I would go Cowboys at four. Okay, so with that being the case, let's let's try and slot a five and a six okay. at the very least here. I, the teams circulating in my head are Chiefs. The Chiefs are an interesting one because the defense has been very good. Very good. Offense has been and, almost, and almost it hard to win. Hasn't inherently been, it hasn't been the quarterback's fault. It's just <laughs> no. like everything around him, it's, per se. It's like hard because we expect so much from the Chiefs. And that play calling, and obviously their quarterback is the best player in the league. But when you watch them, it's like, oh, what are they, what are they doing? A drop, a bad route. Uh, he looks frustrated back there. So it's, it's reluctant. Um, the Jags, they just lost Trevor Lawrence. Oh, are we doing the Florida State <laughs> thing? Where look, man, if you're bringing CJ Beathard to the party, we See, don't want that's you to come what I'm to the saying. party. Like this is the committee. Like, <laughs> we don't want you. But we still haven't put the Dolphins up here. The Dolphins, the Lions, those are all teams in considerations. What are what what team are you leaning towards? Maybe you can change my mind because I don't have a set five it's not a confident five yeah and the tough part about it is like if we're if we're going like the way they're playing of late as well it makes it even more difficult uh the Dolphins have kind of had this little up and down flow of this thing but mm-hmm. they've had a, a few games that I guess haven't been notable because they've been like not great teams they yep. they beat the Raiders they beat the Jets they beat the Commanders and they beat the Jets and the Commanders big same as the Cowboys right 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 um, and they they also fit in that place where people are asking the question of can they only beat bad teams? Mm-hmm. I I think the Dolphins have like the explosive portions of this, if we're, especially if we're looking looking towards like play play style. And the defense and can turn have, it on. It's I don't want to say it's a great defense, but they yeah. have their moments. They still got Jalen Ramsey, especially when they got Jalen Ramsey like, back from injury. Yeah, I I I, feel, I wouldn't feel bad going Dolphins five. Dolphins well, five. We we are we are the committee at this point. We're like defense. Who cares? <laughs> who cares? Good <laughs> football. I want to. I want to see them throw the b- football up okay. and down. I want to see Tyree Kill run really you fast. You know what? You convinced me. I'm going Dolphins five. I, Dolphins five. Okay, I'm with you here. Dolphins five. And uh, who's yeah? Who who can we slot in? We here? got Chiefs, Lions, Bills. Uh, is there anyone? I don't think there's really any other team in the in the. Uh, NFC that would that would compete. Yeah, no, that's the tough thing. Is like the AFC is like kind of a it's lot, got a of, lot teams of teams that really are really good teams that are pretty good. Yeah, I mean, outside of the Ravens, and then yeah. the NFC is like we got these we got these teams up the top, and everybody else. Yeah, yeah. good luck with that. Lions are that one team that kind of still fits there, but I don't take them as a real playoff threat. So it's I Lions, I trust Jared Chiefs, Goff or Mahomes, Jags. Because I I think when it comes to this is who's got the better quarterback play, who's going to make plays at the end of the game, who do I trust? Chiefs have been letting me down. C.J. Beathard. And the tough part about it is it's not because Patrick Mahomes has it. So it's not like necessarily, oh, well, Patrick Mahomes will just rise to the occasion when you need him to. He's been rising. He's been he's been rising. <laughs> he, he, he has been risen at this point, right? Yeah. Like there's just no one else is uh is is meeting him at the level. 
and it's not one week sample size. It's been like all year we've seen like the them the pass catchers not been able to do stuff. Travis Kelsey hasn't exactly been the dynamic playmaker we've come to know. He still right. had his moments. Don't get me wrong, but yes. he hasn't been like they've had the Rasheed Rice. Rasheed Rice is coming really good. I really Ooh. like him at SMU. Ooh, Jeff F on uh, from the two one four says, "Hey, should we consider the Green Bay Packers? They've been they've been hot, and I actually am a big fan of Jordan Love. <laughs> They're six and six. We but are really stretching saying. this now thing. Now we're but... stretching. We're taking a nine and three Lions team and be like, nah, the six and six team is better because <laughs> they look really good in de- in December. And it's not like we're like, well, they're playing in a great in a great conference yeah. or division, right? Yeah. Uh, although, let me look at the let me look at the actual schedule one more time and see. Uh, lost to the Falcons, the Lions, the Raiders, the Broncos, yeah, the yeah, Vikings, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Steelers. You, like, can't, this you can't lose to the Raiders really and be tough. like you're in the top six. Ah. Uh, Okay. I think, I think I'm, I'm just going to default to the Chiefs. I, I would agree. And hope would, that, you know, the defense can get back to – because it's it started slipping a little bit. Yeah. It, I, well, and I know they're playing the, the the Packers with a kind of resurgent, um, you know, Jordan Love. Yep. So I'm, I'm going to lean towards the idea that we go Chiefs, the defense is there, and hopefully the offense will pop. So the teams outside looking in that are right on that cusp, I think the Lions are the first one that comes to mind. Lions, I don't think they're there yet, but they obviously still have a decent record, so we'll put them in there. From the two and four, that chemistry is getting together for the Packers, though. They they were three and six. Yeah, but look, man, we got to consider, the, re- consider the entire the whole resume, season. though, don't we? We can't just be like, what team looks good the last two weeks? Whole season. So I think the Bills, Broncos, and Lions are my teams looking in. Okay, that would so, be the next three. So what we have established is in our NFL playoff committee that we are doing here, based off of the record, if it was if it was as is right now, um, the Niners at one, yep. the Ravens at two, the yep. Eagles at three, and the Cowboys at four, mm-hmm. which would mean we would get a semifinal of Niners Eagles or Niners Cowboys rather, oh, Ravens Lord. Eagles. Oh Lord, well we're not making <laughs> we're not making it far in this committee, guys. Sorry, Cowboys fans. I love us. Oh, wow. You think, okay. If we play the Niners first, right? Yeah, it's GGs. I'm sorry. The Niners, <laughs> I, do, I do not feel good about that. Right now, t- ask me about it in January, February, but right now, nah, I don't feel good about that matchup. Do you? You think they'd have a chance? I don't even think it'd be close. I'm be honest. I think that they could play the Niners better. I'm Be- just- better, better, yes. Yeah, how much better ends up being the question. Oh, my God. Look at Bailey Zappi slinging the they, ball. Is that a second Hunter Henry touchdown? I believe so. That's oh, the Patriots, I told you. In our arrived. face. Right. In our face, the Patriots are like, y'all thought this is going to be bad. Here come these touchdowns. Here's another one for you. Here's College football committee you. has made a change. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we, let's put the Patriots in. <laughs> the Patriots are in. <laughs> All right. So that's our NFL playoff committee. Our top four would be Niners, Ravens, Eagles, Cowboys. Um, Blake doesn't feel great about what the result will be, but that's kind of the way that we set this <laughs> up. Uh, it's the get right right here on 105 through the fan. Like I let you know there, uh, the Patriots scored again here in Pittsburgh. It's 20, 20 to three pending point after touchdown. That'll actually be 21 to three as it goes through the uprights. Uh, yeah. Pittsburgh Steelers in a bad place here. Uh, and it looks like oh, the, they're down bad. the Patriots are at least in a place early in the, or midway through the second quarter where maybe just maybe. They can get their third win of the season. Uh-oh. <laughs> it's the get right here on 105 Through the Fan. Coming up next, are these NBA teams real or a mirage? We'll discuss it next on The Fan. 
Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. To get right right here on 105.3 The Fan, Reginald Atatula alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Appreciate you rocking with us here on this Thursday evening, uh, your Dallas Stars just claw one back. They had gone down 3-1 to one in the nation's capital against Washington, and uh, you just got a Mason Marchment goal to bring it to 3-2. to two. It feels like watching the same game that I watched uh, last night where, you know, the Stars end up being behind and then claw back and behind and claw back and ultimately don't get it done. So hope that they could change the narrative on this one and get on top of the of the Washington Capitals uh, here in this one. There's about five stars. minutes left in the second period there. Uh, Thursday Night Football, been oddly uh, oddly offensive. Yeah, Bailey way. Zapsters. Yeah, Bailey Zappi uh, with, I believe, three touchdown passes because mm-hmm. I believe that the first one to Ezekiel Elliott was, yep. in fact, a passing touchdown. So three touchdown passes. Beautiful passes, too, on the last two. Nice passes. Yeah, Western Kentucky's own. Bailey Zappi doing that thing on Thursday Night Football. Uh, 21-3 is the score in favor of the Patriots. Right now, uh, there's an in-season tournament game that's going on, the second of the semifinals there, uh, Lakers-Pelicans. And um, kind of not pursuant to the in-season tournament, pursuant to basketball at the very least. Uh, we, we've gotten to a point in the season where now we can really start to get a feel for what these teams are in the league. And so there's some of them in, I guess, what I would call the middle in a way um, that, you know, we have to uh, kind of decide if they're real or if they're fake. And particularly, how about these ones, uh, teams that have like kind of a surprise start? So, Blake, you ready? I'm going to throw some teams out there and let's discuss if, if you know, the start is real or if it's kind of just a mirage. Gotcha. All right. Let's start with, and I guess in a magical sense, let's start with the Orlando Magic. Mm. Um, the Orlando Magic currently, let me see. Should have pulled up the standards before I said that. Yeah, uh, but the Orlando Magic, 14-7, and seven, good for third in the East right now. Um, and you've seen Franz Wagner really grab hold of like the way that this team is going. Um, how are you feeling about the Orlando Magic here, right? Because they've had injuries. Wendell Carter Jr., Markel Fultz. Those are guys that you anticipate being huge rotation pieces pieces for them, but they still have this good uh, this good uh, you know record, and they only average twenty three point four three point attempts per thousand possessions, which is not a lot. So like they're not even getting these points in like the analytically efficient way per se, mm-hmm. but they still have this record here, real or mirage for you, Blake? 
Real as in the sense that I think they'll be a playoff team. Mirage is that they'll make it, you know, far. But my biggest thing has been the rise and come of Jalen Suggs. I mean, we thought very highly of him coming out of high school and college. And he kind of, I don't want to say, just didn't live up. And this year, he's really taken that jump from what we've seen. And their bench has been really good. I've liked what I saw from the defensive side. Jonathan Isaac's been a big piece. And they've kind of got healthy all at the right times. And all these young pieces are finally coming together. Paulo's being that star. We saw him in the Team USA over the summer. I was like, wow, this guy's a ride. He was starting some games, dominating some games. And we're seeing Paulo Boncaro be that guy for the team as, as well with back Franz. And so I'm really impressed with this team. I don't want to say they're like going to make some deep playoff push. Sure. But I think there'll be a team that's a six, seven seed that could win a first round maybe or at least compete in the first round. Okay, yeah. And I, I like that you brought up the defense because the defense has been stellar for them. And... We were taught we were doing the whole uh, resume thing mm-hmm. with uh, you know kind of college football esque. They've already beaten uh, the Boston Celtics, the Denver Nuggets, and the Milwaukee Bucks. And I mean, obviously, you could point to certain things like the Milwaukee Bucks not being quite the same team that they were last year, but that's still a team with a couple of stars on it, um, and that is supposed to be you know leaps and bounds ahead of where the Orlando Magic are. I, I'm inclined to say there's a level of real to this with the Magic as well. Even though you know they're starting really high, and I'm kind of with you, I don't know necessarily that they you know, that they remain as like the third seed in the East, mm-hmm. especially with the the Pacers are still kind of behind them, and I think the Pacers can really run it up in the ways that they're playing. But no, nah, this is this has been a really good Orlando Magic team, and they've just been you know drafting and developing long, lanky, sizable, athletic guys, and I think you're starting to see uh, Jamal Mosley shout out you know, put this thing together in a way that uh, it looks really good. All right, so how about this? And I feel like I know what the answer is going to be. It's been a really good start for a team in the West. Uh, they currently sit second in the West with a 13-7 and seven record. It's the Orlando Magic. Real or Mirage? Or- Orlando Magic again? Oh, sorry, not Orlando. I was oh, like... City Thunder. <laughs> I was, for a second, I was like, deja vu. I feel like I just answered this. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how that happened. I guess it's the O. I saw the O and I was just like, that's Orlando. No, it's not. It's the Oklahoma City Thunder, 13 and 7, and, and currently sits second. In yeah, the it's West. real. They're, they're legit. If To be completely honest, outside of the Nuggets, they're the team that I fear the most in the Western Conference. They are a team that is young and they got stars. Okay, I don't want to say, uh, I don't know if stars the right word to use. They got A star. Like They, I, they have I'm, a superstar, in my opinion. I think they have a top 10 player in SGA. And I think they have very good above average stars in Chet and Jalen Williams. Josh Giddy's had his moment. So they got a lot of guys that can put the ball in the bucket. My biggest thing is they're young. They play defense. They rotate. They talk. They're not very – when I was watching the game against the Mavs, the ball didn't stick very long. They are a team that moves the ball around very quickly. And they have guys that can knock down shots. Mm-hmm. So there's a team that's constantly moving and makes you be on your P's and Q's on defense and can catch any team on any night. And they have a closer – and SGA, who's still, I believe, top 10 in the league in fourth quarter efficiency, buckets, clutch time buckets, whatever advanced stat you want to use for the fourth quarter, SGA is leading in or top in. So I'm a really big fan of that team. Chet Holmgren has come together quite nicely and been a force for them. So I think Oklahoma City is a force that will be reckoned with and will make a deep playoff run, honestly, in the Western Conference. I don't think it's a mirage. I think they've – I don't want to say they've arrived and like they're the favorites now, but I think they've arrived in a sense that they're no longer a joke and a 7, 8, 9, 10 playing team. They're a team that's going to be a top four seed. I think they've arrived in in the sense of, like, you talk about them currently sitting in the top four and that's where they reside now. Yep. That's in the West. Like, that's how impressive I think it is. Now, when you mentioned the Dallas Mavericks game and the thing that came to mind was, hey, man, that 30-0 to run did not just, just happen, right? Like, they did some stuff to factor into that, like – 
you were mentioning how they do a good job of moving the basketball, and they do that. However, one of the things that you see with like a veteran team is that they know how to hit pressure points in yep. defense, and it felt like they they ceased doing that during that run against the Mavericks, which, I mean, look, it happens, and I think that, it honestly, it speaks to how good this team is that at this point, I'm now having to nitpick in that way where it's like, hey, guys, you allowed a seven-minute stretch of not continuing to hit pressure points that I know that you're capable of hitting. You just didn't do that. And I feel like when you get to that point, you're talking about a real basketball team that's a high-level basketball team that could possibly even be some level of contender in this league. And I saw that. I mean, I, I've been thoroughly impressed by the Thunder. And I think even the people that had uh, coming into the season, like, this one's this one's gonna be real, guys. I don't know that they anticipated it being this real. And their their top five are actually their number six. I'm looking at here in offensive rating or what is it? Offensive rating and number four in defensive rating two overall. So is that good? That's pretty good. And usually <laughs> teams that have that tend to do go far in the playoffs. And I just think Oklahoma City has all the tools. They're young. They're only gonna keep getting better. They're developing. We've seen Oklahoma City knows how to develop talent. Now whether they can keep it, package it. Make it a championship contender will be yet to see, but I like what they're building over there. And I mean, to give Sam Presti some credit, like he's also doing this in a way that you have to do in Oklahoma City. Like you understand free agency isn't really the way that you win. Mm-hmm. So they they went all in on making sure that you get young talent in and you develop in and hope that, you know, they like the organization and it works. And as of right now, it looks like it's working. And Case and Wallace, they got the guys that the Mavs drafted, they traded for Derek Lively. Like they keep making the right picks. Case and Wallace has been a great defensive ad, great shooter, so. Man, they're doing stuff right in Oklahoma City. All right, how about this for a team that's had a pretty, you know, substantial start considering where we anticipated them being to start the season? It's the 9 and 9, 10th in the West, Houston Rockets. Mm. Uh, do you view this as real or a mirage? Real as in they're playing better than we expected? Uh, let's deter- Cuz they started hot. Yes. And then they've kind of simmered down to where I think they are. So to me, they're a team that obviously last year was abysmal. Jalen Green has made a jump this year. We talked about Alfred Singing on the show quite a couple times. He, to me, is that next great big man that's going to explode. I've loved his game, his back-to-the-basket game. Fred Van Vliet's been a great leader for them. As much as people like to hate on Dylan Brooks, he's actually been a pretty good shooter for them this year, great defender. So I think this team actually will finish higher than where they're at right now. I think they're a playoff team. I don't want to say that they're a deep playoff team, but I really like the – the defensive intensity that Ime Doka has brought to this team, and we've yeah. seen it on an, every night. They've been, I believe, when the Mavs played them, the, they were the number one defensive rated team. I don't know where they fall now. They can't be too far off of that, but they've been a team that's been quite consistent. Let's see, they're the number four defense overall now, 20 offense. That offensive struggles yeah. is still something they're trying to work on. So I, that's why I said they're like a 7 8 team. But I like the improvements they've made from last year. Yeah, I think relative, this is going to be a mirage. Not saying that they're going to go back to one of those worst teams in the West. But I think that this is probably like this 500 sitting right in about that range is probably more realistic for them, which is honestly still ahead of schedule for where Mm -hmm. they're supposed to be in a lot of people's estimations. But nah, this, this feels like a team that... Great that they're kind of getting adults in the room and it seems like everybody's pulling in a certain direction because last year it just seemed like a whole bunch of dudes playing basketball. It was AAU the Wizards. It was the, AAU, it was the AAU Wizards. Um, and now it looks like a ba- like an NBA basketball team that's pulling in the same direction and now you could continue to work on that. You can continue to develop talent and grow that alongside some veterans that can help steer mm-hmm. the ship. So I view that in, I guess, in the mirage way of sorts. Um, so those are the three there. I kind of want to get to this one here before we go on this one. How about the Los Angeles Clippers, who have clawed their way back to 500 um, at 10 and 10? 
Um, they are seven and three in their last ten, and they just won a pretty, uh, pretty big one last or not last night. What was that? Two nights ago? I think it was last night was against last the night? Nuggets. Yes, against the Nuggets. Yeah. Right. Um, how real or mirage in that way? The idea that this is what the Clippers actually are, or is it a lot? Clo- is it closer to where they started uh, after the James Harden trade? How are you viewing them? I I don't view the Clippers very high. Okay, I, I'm not a big Clippers supporter. I just think in this league, I think what we've seen the trend be is have two stars, superstars, star ass guys, and then you got a bunch of role players around them. They're like one of the only teams that come to mind that have like. Four quote unquote superstar Ooh, like I don't know star quality fitting in that. Yeah, okay. So we'll say even three. Three. We'll yeah. even say three guys that demand the ball every play that they sure. can go get you thirty a night. And I just don't see it working now. Obviously, there is going to be nights where they probably just go out there and just embarrass teams, bad teams, or they'll beat a good team every once in a while. I don't see the longevity of the team. They're all a little bit older as well. They don't see. They don't strike fear in me as a Western Conference team. But I'm sure they'll pull together some wins and finish as like the six or seven seed. But I don't see them honestly even winning a playoff round. I'm not. I'm not very high on the Clippers. But uh, what's your what's your take on the yeah. the Clips? Yeah. The the tough part about it for me with the Clippers is I think I'm kind of in the middle here mm-hmm. where I don't. I I definitely don't think that they're nearly as bad as where they started. Yeah. Um. Ty Lue, I have a lot of respect for as one of the better and one of the best coaches in this league and he said after that game against the Nuggets that he thinks that they found the way that they need to play and now that they can go now that they know that they can kind of go after this in a certain way and I believe him that they are figured out the way I just don't know how consistent they can be when you talk about injuries that are possible with Kawhi Leonard who is an oft injured player Paul George has I has oddly fallen into that place of being off injured and then James Harden who has been an inconsistent player over the last few years. And so you have all those things, you know, piling in, in addition to a, a roster that does not have a lot of depth where yeah. you need those guys at the top to be consistent. And I'm like, how much am I betting on those guys to be consistent? If they can be consistent, I think there's a pretty good team. Oh, I just of course. Don't, I just don't think that you can bet and, on those And teams. the biggest thing I notice when I'm watching Clippers games, I don't know if Zubak is the right center for them. There is a lot of times where there's a quick pocket pass from either Harden, Kawhi, PG, whoever you want to say, and Zubak fumbles the ball, dribbles it off his foot. They've had um, Bones Highland has DMP'd the last couple games, hasn't yeah. played. like So I just don't know really what the direction is over there. They have the pieces. They got players. That's not talent's not the problem. Uh, I think they need more talent still. Especially when we talk about rotation guys. Rotation guys, of course. Yeah. I'm just saying on the top, they got the talent. Sure, it's not sure. like they can't compete with a starting five. But putting it all together is all these guys are talented. That's what the NBA is for. for How sure. well can you formulate a game plan and understand what the other team's trying to do? And I feel like with the Clippers, they fall low on that tier for me. So you go more mirage. Yes. All I, right. That's a little real or mirage here on the get right on 1053 the fan. Coming up next. What's your ultimate sports trip? We'll do an excellent fan. What's your ultimate sports trip? Get right right here on 105.3 The Fan, truckbreak.com, text line 877-881-1053. I'm Reginald Datatula alongside the fan phenom, Blake Elliott. Talk to me. Thanks to Chris Strong on the ones and twos, and thank you for rocking with us on a Thursday night in the Metroplex. It is Thursday, which means Thursday night football is on, and the if you bet the uh, the under on the uh, over on Thursday night football, <laughs> uh, you're not, you're not being uh, going to cash that one. You're not going to cash that ticket. First no, half. Sir. Yeah, first half, that one is taken care of. Um, these guys decided to come out and play some football, uh, thank, thankfully. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky also finds the end zone, throws a touchdown to Deontay Johnson. 
So he has joined the festivities. Get this, right? Because Bailey Zappi, 196, or sorry, 14 of 21, I should start with, from 196 yards, three touchdowns, no interceptions, passer rating of 136.1. He's hooping. Yeah, I think that's fair to say uh, in this one. And so, look, 21 to 10 in favor of the Patriots right now at halftime. And I don't think any of us anticipated this, but I think we appreciate it, right? We, we appreciate, appreciate a, it. a little bit of uh, some fun football. And I really appreciate that the Pittsburgh Steelers decided to play along, um, especially because, look, man, I don't think the Pittsburgh Steelers are good, but this is a team that is 7-5. And I don't know if you had to pinpoint what is the reason that they're 7-5. I don't think they have a good one besides Mike Tomlin don't be losing. Yep. He just finds a way, gets those guys fired up. They might be the most boring seven and five team, but they're trying to prove us wrong and try to try to put some more points on the board. But you got to beat the Patriots first. But uh somehow they are seven and five. Um coming up in about 15 minutes, we'll talk about Dak Prescott's routine, how he stays in peak form, and how do you like what are your routines that are necessary for you to operate? We'll discuss that in or at the top of the hour, but right now, what's your ultimate sports trip? Um, this is always a question that I kind of think about. Um, where would you go as your ultimate sports trip? We are 877-881-1053. This is truckwreck.com. Text line from the 469. We already got some people adding in who says, taking my daughter and nieces to watch UT Volleyball in Austin. There you go. Yeah, that sounds real fun, Like especially because you're going to watch a team that is legitimately great. That UT volleyball program is constantly in um, the volleyball uh, NCAA tournament. And so, yeah, no, I imagine going and watching that, especially with your girls that I imagine, I'm guessing, are um, volleyball fans. Go see it at a high level right where they're at. That's a great place. Uh, For you, let's break this down. What do you think is, like, the components into, like, the ultimate sports trip? Well, I think at first is a a place that kind of has some history, Somewhere that has like somewhere like to me, the first one that comes to mind is like a Fenway Park, something that I've seen on movies and TVs. But like, what's the hype? Is it really worth it? And sure. I would love I'm not like the biggest baseball fan. It's not like things that keep me up at night, but I've appreciated baseball. And especially that park is something I would really want to go to one day. Or I guess maybe in like a basketball sense, like Madison Square Garden, Madison Square Garden, gotcha. like those things that are like historic that I've actually, you know, you hear about them, but I've never been. Mm-hmm. So. I would think uh, Fenway Park, Wrigley Field are both ones I'd really want to go to. Rucker Park is also mm. something like to watch a live basketball game of like, obviously you'd want some high level basketball. Hopefully you go there when Kevin Durant's going off or something like that. But, hey, don't, uh, don't don't sell short the street ballers, man. Of they, course, of they course. They get out there and they hoop it up in a big way. What, what was the uh, what was the white boy that was out there that was cooking not too long ago? The high schooler. Oh my gosh, he was he I was. I can't going, remember. Are he you was, it, it, is it any chance it was Cooper Flag? Cooper Flag. Okay. Yes, yes. I was like, that's that's the one prep that I know is a prep uh, guy, you know, prospect that I yes. know is going up right when, now. Like when Cooper Flag was, that would have been really dope to see in person. So. I probably would say Rucker Park and Fenway would be my... The ones that you go to? Historic ones I've thought about, that I see about, but I've never actually been. That's interesting. Uh, from the 682, they kind of broke it down like this. Location, event, like depending on like what the event is, and the magnitude of the event. Yep. Okay, I, I see that. And we got some other people that are texting in. I guess this fits in with like the magnitude of the event. From the 682, they said a World Cup final. Mm-hmm. Just any of them, which, hey... The way that it's trending for 2026, where, uh, you know, the World Cup in, from the 469, they said World Cup in 2026, you might be close to, very, very close to where the World Cup final is held. Um, as, you know, we're still we're still waiting on the announcement on where the final will be held, but I think there's a lot of people that have a lot of hope that AT&T Stadium can host. I wonder if, you know, if you are inclined to be like, I want to go to a World Cup final, is it is it more special or less special that it's like 
at home, if it's yeah. at home, right? Because it's like a stadium that pr- I'm guessing you've probably been to before. Like, does that change the event ju- or the magnitude just because of the event? Or is it like, would it be special for you being able to go somewhere? Yeah. I think going somewhere, because people, a lot of people here in DFW have been to AT&T. So going somewhere really cool would be, I think, more eventful, more memorable. Um, this is interesting. A, a thing that I would never have thought of from the 469, or sorry, from the 817, a bullfight in Spain. Oh, that's 100%. That's, that's dope. I played, what was the running Panama game on the computer? Mini clip games, I think it was called. It was Pan- running Panama. It, Chris, do you know what I'm talking about? The Panama game that you played on mini clip, and there was a bull, and there was a bunch of different levels. I don't know. I mean, mini clip was the spot to play those free games. I oh, mean, my gosh. Okay. I don't know about that one. Reggie, go. I'm going to find this game. Okay, very good. Uh, if, if you were just now tuning in, the Steelers score at half, uh, or Steelers' Pats score 21-10 to 10 in favor of the New England Patriots. Like I said, they're at halftime on Thursday night football. It's not Panama. Apparently, it was Extreme Pamplona. Yes! Which is a, a <laughs> place in Spain. That's the one. That's um, the one. That game is the best game ever, and they're in Spain doing bull races or okay. running from bulls, if you will. Very good. Uh, from the 682, they said, No, Reg, L.A., New York, and Miami mean more than the world at large. Uh, mean more to the world at large than Dallas. Got you. Okay. Uh, from the 817, they say the College uh, Softball World Series in Oklahoma. There you go. Okay. I imagine that'd be fun. Uh, uh, someone six eight two said the thrill in Manila. Okay, I didn't. I didn't give you a, a time machine. Now I don't know that we can go back to, but that that would change an, the answers for a lot of people. I'm yeah. sure. Like if you can go to a particular event in history, I would go see the last Cowboys Super Bowl. I wasn't alive. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. I understand that. Uh, that want. What's What's at the top of your list, or what's the criteria for picking your answer? It's funny because as a sports fan, I love watching sports, but I've kind of rid myself of like fandom in per se mm-hmm. with, a, with a lot of teams and the only place where I still kind of have that fandom is soccer mm-hmm. and so like my favorite team is Manchester United mm-hmm. and I wonder if I would just like I'd love to go over to uh, England and yep. but what's funny is like go to you know go to um, those tickets Trafford, are dumb dumb expensive <laughs> but and that this this is where this is where it actually comes in is like I've actually heard great things about just going to like a local neighborhood club where it's a small venue but they're so excited for to have other people in. And so, like, you can have a blast at this, like, soccer match that's between two kind of neighborhood-type clubs. And they're not big, but they just they show you a lot of hospitality and it's a lot of fun. And I'm like, I wonder if that would be, like, going to London where there's, like, a high concentration of a lot of different. And then go to, like, one of the big matches of, like, a Premier League match. But then also go to something like that where it almost feels like a, I don't even know if there's an equivalent in mm-hmm. in America, but, like, Almost like a semi-pro game, mm-hmm. and it's like just they have staunch fans that are just real, real big uh, fans, and they'll welcome you in and hug you and everything, and that'd be great. So, so I, I feel like that's probably where I, I lean. I'll ask you and Chris the same question: Super Bowl, Game Seven of the NBA Finals, Game Seven of the World Series. Which of those is coming at the top of your list? It's not the Super Bowl for me, and that's part in large part because of the neutral site, right? Mm-hmm. It ends up being more of a corporate fan base than like an actual fan, you know, 100% interaction. Agreed. And so, like, I feel like the environment, and plus, part of the Super Bowl is the commercials, and you can't watch those in the stadium. Hundred um, percent. I think Super Bowl is good to watch at home. <laughs> I love basketball, but I actually think I go World Series. World Series Game, game seven. seven. Like, okay. I just I think that that builds the most suspense and intrigue that, that's possible. In a game, compared like when we talk about the these uh these postseason games. Okay, Chris. 
All right, Blake, I'm sorry. I'm going to go none of the above on this one. I'm going to go Game 7 of the Stanley Cup Finals. That's, that's a good call. Oh, good Come call. On, American good Airlines shout. Center, our yeah. Dallas Stars, they're yeah. killing it. Yeah. It's going to happen. It okay. can happen this year. Banging on the glass. I like it. Yeah, that's a good call. That's a good call. I imagine that experience is even more electric than watching. I mean, I know <laughs> it is, but. All right, how about this? Uh, 979 says the Daytona 500. Ben, it's nice. It's fun, but I got bored personally. I w- it was fun for the first 30 minutes, and then I was like. Yeah, I feel like I've been spoiled jumping in in the time of like the modern TV broadcast yeah. where they've gotten even better. I don't know how much I'd appreciate just being on a rate. Now, let me get down in you know the garages and stuff. Yeah, okay. And if I answer. can watch it from there, I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if they if we go about that. Uh, let's see. F one, I would love. F one's fun. Okay. All right. From the four six nine, if a time machine is allowed, go to a gladiator fight. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's the best answer. That feels like a whole different level. <laughs> that's um, the best answer. A from the six eight two, they're talking about Watford Hall, all the equivalent of like Cameron Indoor Stadium. Okay, so basically what they, they were talking about, what I'm talking about, where it's like smaller smaller teams that are not like on the Premier League level, but like mm-hmm. that are close, that feel like maybe like a college basketball game. And that's probably a great way of putting it is maybe a smaller, uh, a little bit smaller, but like really crazy, really excited. 601 Masters final round. If you love golf, I can't, I, I can't imagine that there's a more, a better place because not just is it a great event, big time event, but like networking. They, yeah, I guess. But then they also just like, this is the place that they build up more than I think maybe anything else in sports. Like the Augusta National is made to be pristine it's made for like the the experience when you go so i imagine that's a good call keep texting those in uh kentucky derby someone said is something that they want to do oh you just that that sounds like stressful you just you know you're betting oh i don't know that i bet i feel like i just got to dress it up to the nines and have have them what is it mint juleps yeah i feel like everyone at the kentucky derby for the most part if you got the bread to go you threw a little bit of bread on a horse you're not just watching to watch unless you're a real good networker business person but then you probably still threw some money on it from the 214 canelo fight at at t but you're not making a trip then right like mm-hmm. this is this that's local i feel mm-hmm. like i'd want to especially if you're going to a fight right why not have fight MGM night in Grand. Vegas, right uh okay keep sending those in we'll i'll keep uh returning to what your ultimate sports trips are on the text line 877-881-1053 but it's the get right right here on 1053 the fan coming up next todd archer of espn wrote a really interesting piece into Dak's routine and how he keeps himself in top form. How do you keep yourself in top form to be able to operate? What's your what's your routine? We'll talk about all of that next on The Fan. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 